I came home the other day, um, and I was like looking around my apartment. Something that felt like really weird, and I I noticed um, somebody had stolen all of my lamps. Oh, and and I know you'd think that I'd be like kind of like upset or disappointed, but mm-hmm. really I couldn't be more delighted. Huh? Wow. Yeah. It sounds like you had a really good time, even though you know someone out there's throwing shade on you. Lamps have shit. Yeah. Intro. Attention. Bad jokes, dad jokes, and puns that just don't work. The doctor will see you now. This is Evan Diem's Joke Doctor, a podcast hosted by me, Evan Diem. And me, Sarah. I should have said shady behavior, not throwing shade, because I think that was maybe a bit too far of a departure from the concept and would have been stronger if it could have grammatically made sense. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. So this is a podcast. You're where like, oh, that was shady of them. Exactly, exactly. So on this podcast, Sarah finds jokes out there in the world, either on the internet or in old books or something like that, brings them to here, reads me the setup. I try to guess the punchline, and then we talk about the joke. Can it be improved? Can it not be improved? Is it a lost cause? And is there just fundamentally an issue with most people not really being able to write jokes properly. And we really get into the systemic issues on this podcast. And uh, one of the main systemic issues we have is uh, not enough people sending us emails. So send your emails to edjdpodcast at gmail.com if you want us to, uh, I don't know, talk about something that you have have something to put in our email segment. So have something to put in our email segment, which starts now. See, we have a whole jingle and everything for the email segment, mm-hmm. and this is where we would put emails if we got any. Did we not get any? I mean, we got some from Patreon. Oh, that doesn't count. No. I have a text from Dad, oh. which I don't have a jingle for. That's what we have to do next is make a little jingle for text from Dad. Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> text from Randy. <laughs> text from Randy. We just got a text from Randy. <laughs> we can't. We can't. We're going to get sued. Um... <laughs> not the same we just got a dad text we just got a dad text we just got a dad text i wonder who it's from randy uh so he says hey evan good strong opening hey randy please don't kill sarah by making her stand in the corner doing jumping jacks thank you randy end of thought (laughs) he continued to talk about something else but it's uh not related to the podcast as far as i know I'll read it, I guess. Yanni is studying graphic design in school. That's one of my uh, nephews, Yonatan. He really seems to be into it. So um, if you run across any used computer, maybe with a useful program on it, let me know. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Which the thing Yanni. is, I would be down to give him my like old MacBook 2012, but it recently, I tried to open it and it, it's like, it, it's, it's not very functional. It It was not super functional, but functional. And now it is not turning on. So it's a lost cause. Now you have a paperweight. I do. I have a big, juicy paperweight with a lot of data on it. Anyway, so that concludes our email <laughs> slash text from dad segment. Yeah, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just write that jingle. <laughs> I'll have it ready for next time. Okay. Well, wait, what happens now? Do we just start? Uh, yeah. I think we start. I think we just like start telling yeah. jokes. Oh, we don't. Oh, you. St- I mean, I you know. tell jokes, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Do um, it. Wow. Okay. Aggressive. Yep. Um, I, I need you to come at me a little bit nicer, actually. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Evan. Can you read a joke for the podcast, please? Of course. Jesus fucking Christ, the things I have to do for this goddamn show. Okay, what is it? So, what's the difference between a bee from England and a bee from America? One's a USA and one's a USB? No. Maybe they're both USB. <laughs> well, that's okay, because there's, oh man, there's something there, uh-huh. a USB. Is yeah. that it? I mean, it's part of part it. Part of it. Okay, cool. Ooh, is there like, is like UKB anything? I don't think so. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, that is also part of it. What is it just one's a UKB and one's a USB? Well, no. So a, oh. a UKB carries pollen. And a USB carries, carries data. data. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. I think that's perfectly functional. Hmm. That's interesting. We haven't done a lot of like, what's the difference between this and this? One does this while the other does joke. And uh, I think that's a good format. That's a good format for when the, like when you maybe don't have like a super clear path forward on setting it up because then you're just countering it with something real. The setup continues into the punchline, right? Which is an interesting thing, which kind of gives you maybe a little bit more leverage perhaps, where like a UKB is nothing, but that is because of the fact that it isn't supposed to be anything, mm-hmm. right? Like a, a B from the United Kingdom would be a UKB even if USB like didn't mean anything, Yeah. right? And I think that actually like makes it stronger because you can get deeper into the punchline before there's any real joke happening. It is a bit obvious, but... I, I don't know. I like USB jokes because I think that there's a, I don't know, there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. You know, um, writing jokes about a USB, it's a good gig. Mm-hmm. I, th- I like that. I think that's good. That's solid. No notes, I think. No notes. No notes. Hmm. No notes. <laughs> yeah, no notes. Okay. Uh, what song does God sing Ooh. when he wants a white Christmas? Um... I'm dreaming of a white my son miss. No. No? Is it not that? When he wants a white Christmas, let it snow. Yeah. Oh, because it's just like, <laughs> let it snow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. My impulse is to think it's bad, and my second impulse is to think it's actually not that bad, and my third impulse is to think it's fine. It's <laughs> perfectly fine. It's right down the middle because it's such a small thing, I think, and I kind of like that. It, I think in a way it works when you kind of imagine it in a way that removes it from the song, I guess. Like just the the idea of God saying, let it snow in relation or in juxtaposition to the song. It's a totally different form of let it. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that it works. I, I'm wondering how that would work best. Like maybe in a nativity play where God is a character and he's like, let it snow. And then everyone starts singing. 
And it's, you know, played by like a little seven year old. Yeah. 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 And they so put it's a like, fake beard on him. It's cute. And I think that joke is cute more than it is like funny or good. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I think playing into the idea where God is saying, let it snow and everyone else is taking it as a cue to start singing. I think that there's like maybe a little bit of kind of, there's a funny way to play that, I think, on stage. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my diagnosis. Your diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because it's a, there's a medical theme to this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's A lot of people haven't noticed that. Uh-uh. A lot of people still sticklers for the fact that it's Evan DM's joke doctor, but there are two hosts and they think you don't get enough credit. And I don't know how many times I have to tell them that it's Evan DM is joke doctor. Yeah. Yeah. It's a contraction. It's not uh, possessive. Yeah. They're like, give credit to Sarah. And I'm like, I am. Wow. <laughs> The branding for the show was just like so very quickly like done. Mm-hmm. We were just like, how about this? Yeah, yeah, cool. If it ain't joke, don't fix it. Sure. Perfect. Why not? That was we'll... that was the first and only <laughs> slogan thrown out there. We'll justify it. We justified it in post, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's not a joke, we don't fix it. So A lot of people don't get it. People come to me with thoughts about the podcast. And it's sort of like, you know, people saying... But it, if it ain't joke, don't fix it. It's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or like, it's Evan DM's joke doctor, and it's not highlighting the other host. It's like, if you went up to something that's relevant to this and said something that was analogous to the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. So. It'd be just like that. I think so. Yeah. Got another joke, or? Why do churches struggle with counting money? Uh, hmm. I honestly think it's because uh, congregations really don't spend enough time with numbers. That goes so hard in the Bible community. Yeah, the Bi- <laughs> the Bible fans out there. I left. I just left a space. I think we both left a space there, especially you, kind of not acknowledging that joke. To give people out there who got that one real, just full, a long amount of time to react to that. Uh, is it because of Jesus's like, anti-money kind of stance no you know like oh yeah he went and like did that thing with like the tables and stuff yeah it's wrong to bet on bibles because you don't want to put no it's wrong to bet on bibles because jesus would never want you putting money on the books there's another one is it does it have to do with like tithes or indulgences or giving what's the direction of this one um it um it's like another word for like different kinds of something of a category. Like sects? Um, yeah, but a different word. Oh. It also is used for monies. Hmm. Uh denominations? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They struggle with counting money because there are a lot of different denominations. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. A lot of different denominations. I feel like there's a stronger joke in there. All that joke is doing, really, is acknowledging that both of those things are called denominations. Mm -hmm. It's not playing on any sort of conversion rate idea. It's not playing on any of the things that have to do with money in churches, right? Doesn't acknowledge the fact there's a book in the Bible called Numbers, It doesn't talk about any of the things Jesus says about money. Like, there's obviously more stuff in there that you Mm -hmm. could probably get into. But, um, like, maybe it's 
maybe it's something like why I think I have it. It's maybe it's like why don't Protestant churches accept large bills because they don't want indulgences in those denominations. Right? Mm-hmm. So that is I my hope is that someone who like really fucks with church was just like, wow. That's the response I would want to that. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people sort of think like, you know, sometimes you say really funny things. This is an imaginary conversation. It hasn't happened, but I like to imagine that it goes like, yeah, sometimes, Evan, you say really funny things and no one laughs on the podcast, right? And <laughs> <laughs> what I want to say to them is, well, yeah, because my whole point is that not all of the stuff that I'm doing is intended to elicit the haha reaction, the involuntary haha reaction. Right. I think it's been said before that not all jokes are funny. Yeah. And I don't think that jokes need to be funny. I see them as little bits of creative writing. Obviously, mm-hmm. we know this. And that sometimes just thinking it's like the difference between someone who like really knows music theory and someone who doesn't listening to a song. And the person who doesn't know music theory might be like emotionally affected by that song because of something that the artist used music theory to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. Their understanding of music theory pointed them in the direction of making this really interesting musical decision that had this emotional effect. Someone who understands music theory very well might go, wow, that was such an impressive choice that resulted in this, which sounds really cool. And they're not having this kind of raw, like, oh my God reaction. They're having like a thoughtful, wow, that was a really... smart choice, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that when you are dealing with jokes from a joke writer perspective, it's important to think like that is a completely valid response to a joke and something that I think that people like, I like when people work towards that, right? That's the kind of thing I like to hear. That's the kind of people I like to hang out with are people who can bring that kind of, you know, stank Mm -hmm. to a comedic conversation. Um, My juice box fell over. Really focusing on the big issues here. So um, <laughs> I don't think it. I, I don't mean, think it's, it's no, because it's got a straw in it. It's a classic child's jukes jukes box, juice box or jukebox. Something to do with Apple, probably. But yeah, so Apple is what killed the jukebox. Exactly, but it's what sustains the juice box. It's what sustains me. Yeah. In conclusion of that thought, something that kind of bothers me about people's response to jokes is that they're like, well, if it didn't make you laugh, it's not funny. Or if it's not funny, it's not a joke. Or if it didn't make you laugh, it's not a joke. Any of those sorts of things. And I do truly believe that joke writing is a type of creative writing. And I don't think you have to have that kind of raw, inherent reaction for it to be functional. Because sometimes sometimes a thing isn't funny. Like if you were just like reading it, but the way someone says it is funny. And I think that's like another angle on this, right? Mm -hmm. Where the joke is not in the text, right? The joke is in all of the concepts around it. Mm -hmm. The delivery. Yeah. And I think when you can like- Not the DiGiorno. And when you can see, okay. (laughs) And when you can see those things there, Sarah is not only the host of this podcast, but also a built-in Evan's rants can't go on for too long mechanism. Yeah. So basically, just once you deconstruct all of the elements that create a comedic experience, 
you can really start appreciating things for uh, different reasons. But goddamn, they don't accept indulgences in those denominations is crazy. Is it comedy news time? Yeah. I wish I knew more about Protestants and what their deal was so that I could appreciate your joke more. Do you know about indulgences? Yeah. So it was a thing the Catholic Church did. When where you basically, eat chocolate after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically that, but for your soul. Right. So an indulgence is in the Catholic Church in like, you know, 1500. I don't know the actual dates. And I think it's Catholic. And maybe someone can write in and correct me if I get any of these things wrong. EDJDpodcast at gmail.com. I'm getting them to do some emails. So basically you could pay money to absolve sins. And that was an indulgence. And one of the main like things that split Catholicism from certain sects of Protestantism, especially like Lutheran, because like of Martin Luther and like his theses, and like one of those things I believe was in rejection of indulgences. So literally the Protestant church doesn't want indulgences in their denominations. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? And then like, but also indulgences, which would mean like accepting like a big expensive thing Mm -hmm. in those denominations, which is like a high amount of money. Yeah. 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 That's solid. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's for the listeners. See, and that's that's wrong, right? Like (laughs) I don't want someone forcing a laugh. Forcing a laugh is worse. I hate when people like do a fake laugh because they think they're supposed to laugh because a joke happened. It's like respond naturally. If you don't laugh at my joke, let me figure that out. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to let your co-host talk for several minutes and you loosely pay attention um, because you care about what he's saying, but also it's late and you're tired. Um, And then once he gets done with it, you can say that you didn't really get the joke and that's why he didn't get the reaction he would have wanted from you and let him explain the joke and then you can be like oh yeah that's actually a pretty We're good joke. 41 episodes in you can say i don't get it can you explain it well i don't want to say i don't get it why because i want to figure it out i say i don't get stuff all the time it's not an indictment on your intelligence if you don't like haven't studied like medieval church you know what i'm saying yeah i know shit about church and you can, and and you you know it and you experienced the joke better because you said i didn't really get it there's no shame in that. Listeners, there's no shame in not understanding a joke. Fake laughing at a joke you didn't get only sets you up to be in a worse position where someone starts making other jokes that they expect you to get. If someone makes a joke and I don't get it, I say, huh, I don't know what you mean. Or I'll like deflect in another direction that doesn't make them think that I did understand it. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes you just got to push into that neutrality. Also, you know. I like that there's a balance, right? Sometimes one of us just goes off on a thing for a few minutes and we're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And for me, it's like a thing that's related to the core of the podcast. And for you, it's like, I really like yogurt or something. I I, I don't know why you think I love yogurt. <laughs> I said you really liked. I changed it this time. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I, I think I just like yogurt. You just, okay, sorry. Because the whole thing was that I didn't used it's to happening. like <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. Let me tell you. Um, 
You can talk about yogurt as long as you want, but then transition us into comedy news. Sure. Um, okay, the thing is, I don't, I didn't really like yogurt for a very long time. And then I ate some strawberry banana yogurt because I was like, I don't know, I need something to eat that's easy because my brain couldn't function. And discovered that, oh, yogurt with some berries and granola and chia seeds is actually not that bad. Mm-hmm. And so that became my breakfast for a little while. I don't know, like for three straight months. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why I thought you might like it a lot is because you had it for breakfast for three months. Well, but I understand that. You I also like I haven't eaten yogurt since then. Yeah, you, you I, and like I, it, I, I, I keep like like buying it because I know I like it. And then it sits in my fridge and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to eat that. Yeah. You just got to um, wait. There's ebbs and flows. Yeah. So there is a. Large container of strawberry chobani Greek yogurt. Edjdpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your address and we'll send you an envelope full of loose yogurt. Anyway, comedy news was that. No. Oh. Um <laughs> What I found um is that there's a New York animal shelter seeking a home. For a fire-breathing demon. Huh. It's a it's a dog, and they have described this dog as a terror, a fire-breathing demon, and a whole jerk. Look at this dog. He doesn't look like a jerk. That's a completely normal-looking dog. Well, no, because it's like a bulldog, and they all look kind of fucked up. This one looks like a little fucked up, but not, like, so bad. Yeah. What's the fire breath? Is it super stinky? I, you know, I don't know. His name is Ralphie, a young dog compared to a fire-breathing demon, only 26 pounds, has been adopted twice, but has also been returned twice due to his bad behavior. At first glance, he's highly adorable and mm-hmm. sought after a young doggy, but it's not the case. There's terror in a somewhat small package. The most recent owners took him home with the intention of training him, and they say, two weeks into this new home, and he was surrendered to us because he annoys our older dog. What they actually meant was, Ralphie is a fire-breathing demon and will eat our dog, the post said. He'll eat the dog? He's a whole jerk, not even half. Everything belongs to him. If you dare test his ability to possess the things, wrath will ensue. Show a moment of weakness, prepare to be exploited. Uh, The animal shelter says, uh, prospective owners who think they can handle training Ralphie should get in touch if you're that crazy. Um, So... I think it's funny that they compared a dog to a fire-breathing demon. That's comedy news for you. The other comedy news oh. is that a stolen hot dog statue was returned to its West Virginia owner. That's good. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> the wiener man. So, okay. <laughs> I feel like right now you're looking at this as being like funny news instead of news about comedy. But I think that's a good thing for us to have for off weeks. Well, see, the thing is, no if I Google comedy, comedy news... Then I get like the fucking Huffington Post comedy section. It's just that one bitch who just shares tweets about animals every week. And that's not comedy or news. So I tried Googling news about things that are funny and got this. Not like news about comedians or... Um, I did watch a comedy special. Oh, yeah? Taylor Tomlinson, Quarter okay. Life Crisis. It's on Netflix. She's... Kind of funny. That's good. Yeah. It's good when someone's a little fun. I think I've seen clips of this person. Yeah. Uh, she has like like a nice delivery mm-hmm. of her stuff. She also wears like the wedge heel sneakers 
which I think is a choice for someone in their mid-20s. You're really not, you're not not contributing to her quarter-life crisis, I reckon. She's 29. She's she's a little bit older than I am. Yeah. The quarter-life crisis special, she has like 25 in it. Oh, okay. Um, but she has another one that just came out. And I did also watch it, but I fell asleep during it, so I have to rewatch it. But yeah, quarter-life crisis is not too bad. She says stuff about being 20 sucks. Um, that is probably pretty relatable to you, huh? Yeah, I'm in my 20s. Is that why you watched it? Because you were like, this might be relatable to me? No, I watched it because clips of her stand-up keep coming up on my Facebook like Reels videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like scrolling through Netflix and I saw her there and I was like, oh, I've seen probably collectively five minutes of her work. Okay, might I as well. Might as well, right? Do you want to go on to more jokes? Because we only did like three. Yeah. What happened when the frog joined the cricket team? He ate him. No. Oh. Um. This. I mean, did he just like. It has something to do with sport. I don't actually understand the punchline. It has something to do with the sport of cricket? I, I guess. Interesting. Probably. If I knew anything about cricket. Okay. So I'm going to. So, okay. <laughs> he scored a bunch of hops. There's something about hops. Okay. Because, so the scoring in cricket is runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but frogs don't run, they hop. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's that. I'm trying to think of other like cricket things. So like the bowler throws the ball past the batsman and tries to knock it off the wicket or they try to get like, I think a hit out or something like that where they hit the ball up and it gets caught. But the batter is going for runs and they run back and forth between their stations or they try to hit outside the the pitch, outside of the boundary. What is cricket? It's a bat and ball game played between two teams. No, baseball. No. What's the punchline? Because I feel like you can't give me a hint. He so. bowled long hops. Okay. So uh, I think what this means is that you know how baseball pitchers Basically, they throw overhand or underhand, but they have to get it in like a very small area. Mm-hmm. In right? the strike zone. In the strike zone. And if it bounces ahead of getting there, it's a ball, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't like, ba- like it's not about where it enters the plane. <laughs> it like bounces up. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Well, yeah. So like that happens when it bounces very close to the plate and someone like swings really low to the ground. So it's not, not unheard of. They're just swinging at a bad pitch, basically. But in cricket... It doesn't matter where the ball is in a sort of like a vertical plane uh, as long as it's not like too crazy high, mm-hmm. right? So like a long hop would basically be the f- the ball bounces like way before it gets to the batsman. And so it has like an kind of unexpected, a harder trajectory to gauge because you're trying to hit a bouncing ball instead of like a pitched one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what that means, I think. And that one is, I liked mine about how he ate the players. Better. Yeah. I really thought that's what it was going to be and not just so. Did you bring that to me? Because you were like, Evan will probably figure out. I, I was like, I don't really know what this means, but. Maybe it's but, good. <laughs> yeah. May, my best friend knows a lot about sports, so maybe he knows. Yeah. I know enough about cricket that I think I get that. Yeah. So it's just another kind of baseball. It's not really that much like baseball. It's a little bit like baseball. Is it like. Where do they play cricket? Uh, like country-wise? Yeah. It's mainly like British Commonwealth and like India, Pakistan. So it's British baseball. 
Uh, uh, British baseball would probably be rounders, which what is, is that? that is like the direct precursor to baseball, which is more similar in that you have like multiple bases. But cricket is just two bases and you run back and forth. This is this is just me telling you about sports and I don't think it's podcast material. What's the next joke? Um, did you hear about the mute chicken? Did I hear about the mute chicken? N- of course I didn't. Is that the joke? <laughs> no. <laughs> no one did? Um, is it like a mime related thing? No, it's a chicken related it's thing. It's a chicken related thing. So is it like cluck or bop? Yeah. Cluck. Cluck. It didn't give a cluck. Sorry about the foul language. Oh, is that part of it? <laughs> I hate that. That sucks. I really, really dislike that. Shared on Coffee and Jelly Beans Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. I was like, yeah, that app. Because it's like that little tag like there is like that tag goes along with like a crying laughing emoji and like a picture. Yeah, yeah somebody put their, their Facebook their animation. Their Facebook animation. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn Connell. I that you know what? I gotta say, that looks like a pretty accurate like uh picture of her recreated in the little animoji thing. She's uh from Fall River, Massachusetts, and widowed. So I'm glad that she's finding joy in her life these days. <laughs> uh didn't give a cluck is not good because it is uh just a rhyme. I mean, I guess that doesn't mean it's not good. It means it's not a pun. It's not super interesting. I mean, I guess it, it does technically work one of those ways, and then the other way is a rhyme. Something did, like, did you hear about the mute rooster? I don't know. It got fired or something like that. I was like, what did the farmer do about the mute rooster? I don't know, but whatever it was, it happened at 8 a.m. or like <laughs> noon or something like that. Um, the foul, foul language is fine. It is technically the case, but I don't like it as a tag there. I think that it works maybe as a tag in a situation where you're saying this in real life, mm-hmm. right? Like, even though it's corny and I don't necessarily care for it, it's technic, it's clean wordplay. It's fine. And I think that like, if someone like groans at the joke and you want that response, you can double down mm-hmm. with that. And it's kind of a response because they think the joke's over. In that way, it is functional, even if I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Let's do maybe a Ziggy joke to yeah. round out the episode. Yeah. yeah. So a Ziggy yeah. joke from uh, your parents, Alexa, whose name is Ziggy? Yeah. Okay. I found one. Hit me. You've heard of idioms, right? Like you're familiar with metaphorical speech? I said hit me because I wanted a joke and you struck me physically because you're like, oh, that's a double meaning. Cool. <laughs> Read me the joke and don't touch me. <laughs> Give us some Ziggy. Ziggy jokes. Why can't you hear a cow on a video call? Because it's on moot. It keeps getting mooted. Mm. No, I don't care for that. And that one's tough because moot is a word. And I guess that's probably why they went with mooted instead of moot, because then it'd be like, well, what's that supposed to be? Then maybe it's like, maybe you can combine the two, right? And then it's like, the cow couldn't be heard on the Zoom call, so all of the points were moot, right? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah? Um, all of, But it's not just moot. All of the points were m- mood. Like mood, mm-hmm. but moot. 
It doesn't really work because of my accent, but mood. Mood. All the all the points were mood. Mood. No, it doesn't really work. Moot. Moot really needs a hard T at the end. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Moot, it's a good moot. idea, but it didn't work. Um, you know that that uh, claymation show, Pingu. Pingu, and he says Newt Newt. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that. But it was it. You were just saying it, so I didn't respond to it because it didn't have to do. <laughs> I should, I, you know what? I should acknowledge it because otherwise you're going to make me acknowledge it. Newt, Newt. I think it's so funny how that penguin moves his little mouth and the faces he makes. He's a funny penguin. Evan Diem's Joke Doctor podcast is created with help from people like you. And I don't mean you, the listener. I mean, Sarah and me. Uh, we're the people who make this happen, but we really love that you listen to it. If you want to have a voice in this edjdpodcast at gmail.com send us an email if you want more including a a bonus episode uh, that we did about actually you can go right now even if you're not subscribed to patreon.com slash joke doctor we talked about a song that my friends and I discovered and fell in love with in high school it's called gotta do my essay we did a patreon episode about it where I show it to Sarah we have a live listen and I made that one free to the public Good. Uh, because I need everyone to go listen to it. Yes. Patreon.com slash joke doctor. It's so good. I want to listen to it. Gotta do my essay. It's a, it's a great song made by literal children. If you want to find us on social media, uh, Sarah is available at Sarah ABTW and that's Sarah with an H. I'm available in many different places, but if you Google Evan DM, you'll find probably what you need and more. Um, the honk joke was, uh, probably one of the Bible ones from early on. Maybe I don't remember them. USB. USB was not a Bible joke, but that was the first joke. I did yeah, like that and one. And you said no notes. I did. Okay. That was the one. Um, and then ho- bonk joke. So that was the honk joke. The bonk, the big bonker has got to be. So when people sometimes text me or talk to me in real life and they'll give a comment based off of something that happened in an episode. And I just want to show that when you reference something that happened in the episode, I'm probably not going to remember because we're in the episode now and I have forgotten the jokes that happened in it. So one of them I really didn't like anyway. And that's the end of the episode, I think, right? Now I have to see what jokes we told. Oh, we'll find about it later. Where are the jokes? Um, and as always, working. if it ain't joke... Um, are you, are you, we've been recording for so long. I'm trying to be mute chicken. Would that be the bonk joke? I mean, it wasn't good. I think that's the bonk joke. Mute chicken. Um, okay. (sighs) Do the thing again. And as we always say to end the podcast once now, finally, and for good, if it ain't joke, for good, the episode ends for good. Okay. Okay. Do you want this to be ended for bad? I, the episode? No. Exactly. The podcast? No, also. All good things must come to an end, but not yet. And as we always say, if it ain't joke, don't fix it. Bye. <laughs>